I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Siege from the Puma podcast team. If you like listening to this show and others created by our team, you can help us keep making them through our Puma Patak tip jar. Our goal is to get 100 of you, our friends, to make a contribution and show your support for the journalism and storytelling that we do. We're happy to keep making shows that you can listen to for free, but making them isn't free. So we appreciate any support you send our way. All you need to do is to go to pumapodcast.com where you'll find a link to the Puma Patak tip jar. Hi, I'm Bella Perez Rubio, Puma Podcast, and you're listening to Teka Teka News. Balitang thinking, hindi breaking. In this episode... I mean, regionally, I think we need, Of course, there are some pockets of successes, right? But it's not much yet, to be honest. I cannot see any significant change at this point in time. We track legislation related to LGBTQIA rights across Singapore, Indonesia, and the Philippines which have been a mixed bag, to say the least. For these reasons, the government will repeal Section 377A and decriminalize sex between men. I believe this is the right thing to do and something that most Singaporeans will now accept. That's Singapore's Prime Minister, Lee Hsien Loong, speaking to reporters last August. He was celebrating the repeal of a British colonial-era law in a move that recognized the rights of LGBTQIA persons. But there was a catch. Even as we repeal 377A, we will uphold and safeguard the institution of marriage. Under the law, Only marriages between one man and one woman are recognized in Singapore. To explain exactly what that means, here's Ryan Silverio, Executive Director of the ASEAN SOGI Caucus. So side by side with the decriminalization or the amendment to Section 377A, they've also introduced an amendment to the Constitution which provides for a clear definition of marriage, which is heterosexual in nature like man and woman, which is somehow similar to the family code of the Philippines, right? That's right. In one fell swoop, the Singaporean parliament decriminalized sex between men, but also effectively blocked the path to full marriage equality. I think it's a necessary compromise. It's not really the perfect scenario, to be honest. There were, of course, some, some parliamentarians were playing on the fear that uh, the, the decriminalization might lead into the pushing for marriage equality. Or some would also say that 
uh, it's a threat to traditional values. Some, some on the other hand, have said that uh, we need to have this compromise because we don't want society to be like the U.S. where there's so much wokeness and cancel culture. So I asked Ryan, how do we make sense of this development? Now they're somehow recognizing that there's a societal shift in the country. More young people are talking about it. It's on social media. There's a values change nowadays. People are starting to recognize the value of inclusion. But then again, there are also views that society remains to be divided. And that is where the compromise agreement took place. But in the meantime, I think we just have to settle with the fact that there is a win. There is a victory. That is the removal of 377A. And this creates a more safe space. It removes the chilling effect of the law towards uh, gay men in Singapore. We'll pause here, but when we return, we move on to developments in Indonesia and the Philippines. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A 2019 Pew Research report found that Indonesia is one of the most hostile places in the world for LGBTQIA people, and the country's parliament just this December overhauled its criminal code, penalizing sex outside of marriage. Here's Ryan Silverio of the ASEAN Soji Caucus again. Before this current law, the country never had any a national law that criminalizes consensual same-sex relations. Unlike, say, Singapore, Brunei Darussalam, Myanmar, or Malaysia, uh, because of the inherited uh, 377 anti-sodomy laws from the British. However, there are local laws where consensual same-sex relations are prohibited. Case in point is Aceh. Aceh is a province in Indonesia that enforces some parts of Islamic criminal law. And and there are also other laws at the local level, such as the anti-LGBT propaganda laws, anti-pornography laws, which is a, a national law. These are also being used. This new law has been described in headlines as the, quote, nail in the coffin for LGBTQIA plus rights. Almost immediately, Fears spread that this draconian law would also be used to target members of the LGBTQIA plus community. 
there are some mixed views on that. Uh, I've read some statements of human rights organizations saying that the new law might affect uh, non-heterosexual couples because the text of the definition is very clear. Sex outside marriage, cohabitation outside marriage. And these are the realities of LGBTI persons. In, in a country where LGBTI persons do not get married, the fact that they're not married and they engage in sexual relations in private, that law can still be used, right? Uh, and cohabitation, LGBTI couples who are not married and who live together, that can also be used. Ryan says there are some who believe, though, that the law is less likely to be used against LGBTQIA plus persons. And while we'll have to wait and see, what we know so far isn't comforting. You have a social climate which is not so friendly. And there have been a lot of manifestations such as attacks against LGBTI activists. Uh, quite recently, one one trans-led organization who participated in an Idahobit event faced a reprisal. Their office was attacked, uh, staff and volunteers were forced to evacuate, etc. So you have an unholy mix of religion and right-wing politics blending together that creates a hostile environment. And finally, there's the Philippines. Earlier this month, the proposed SOGSC Equality Act finally hurdled the committee level at the Senate, with the approval of 19 out of 24 senators. That's more votes than the bill has ever gotten before. Principal author and sponsor, Senator Risa Honteveros, is hopeful that the anti-discrimination measure will finally become law. She bears the hope of all the activists in the country. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm hopeful, but we also have to anticipate blockages in the future. I think we still have, there's still a strong lobby from the anti-LGBT camp. They still continue to push for some amendments, highlighting protection for religious freedom, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> so we don't know yet. But the numbers are promising. The House of Representatives has yet to take action on the bill in this current session of Congress. In 2017, though, it passed the proposed measure on its third and final reading. We don't know now the current composition of the House of Representatives, whether they will also support a similar move. But the most important thing is that we continue to push the executive to certify the bill as urgent. I think if there is political will from the executive, things can move fast. But does the Marcos administration have the political will to see this through? None. We, we haven't seen any, to be honest. And the recent statements of the Secretary of Justice during the UPR, Universal Periodic Review, gives a different flavor because he's speaking, representing the executive, right? He's representing the executive. And um, his views on the received recommendations on passing the anti-discrimination legislation as something as imposition of values of other countries... It doesn't signify something good. Here's what Justice Secretary Boying Remulia had to say about the UN's recommendation for the Philippines to pass the SOGI anti-discrimination law. I think that we, we know as a country that we are not ready for that. Culturally, uh, our values may conflict with many of the values that they want to impose upon us. We want the legislature to do their job here. That's why we cannot commit 
do it is because we cannot impose upon the legislature policy that they have to do within Congress. Ryan says people can still do something if they want to see this bill turn into law. I hope that there will be a change of perspective in the coming months. And I think this is where the role of the civil society is. We need to push for the executive to really understand that when we talk about LGBT human rights, we're not talking here about marriage equality alone. We're talking here about respect for dignity, equal treatment, respect for human rights, which is, of course, well entrenched in our constitution. To sum it up, yes, there has been some progress in upholding the rights of LGBTQIA persons in the region. But the wins have been small. And for every step we've taken forward, it seems we've also taken two steps back. At the same time, we are also looking at the shrinking civic spaces, like the rise of right-wing rulers, say, in Myanmar, Thailand, and You know, there's no clear positioning whether they are in favor or not on LGBT rights. But even if they are in favor on LGBT rights, but at the same time curtailing civic freedoms, I don't think it's also a good indication. And that was today's episode of Teka Teka. Again, I'm Bella Perez-Rubio. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or two. And don't forget to give it a 5-star rating on your podcast app. At para sa mga mahilig manood sa YouTube, Puma Podcast na rin po kami doon. Just search Puma Podcast and subscribe to our channel. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.